Hello, my friends. What's going on? What's up? What's up? Welcome back to another episode. We're about to get touchy under the covers today. <laughs> so prepare for your next section of our touchy series. Just to clarify for you parents out here that might be listening to this with your children, this is a G-rated conversation. Well, this one might be PG-13. Yeah, there may be some people you don't want to hear this, but for those of you that do need to hear it, listen closely, because we are going to be talking about those sins and those uh, things that we like to keep hidden from everyone else and why it's so difficult maybe to talk about them. Just saying, the Bible isn't G-rated. The Bible is not G-rated. No, we talk about talking about Israel becoming just as bad as the surrounding nations with human like sacrificing their children you know and awful things like that yep. but yeah the bible isn't g-rated either no matter what you think so. no it's not but it is for everyone it is it's for everyone that's true so let your kids listen who cares <laughs> <laughs> they, i mean they need to know that's, so, that's yeah. true yeah better to learn young than after if you haven't figured out we have dylan back on the podcast this time everybody give dylan a round of applause Thank you. I was like, dang, man. <laughs> no clapping. Roasting me in here. We, uh, we... I just assumed they were clapping. It's <laughs> like, nobody cares. Look at this. Can you imagine the people just like sitting in their office or in their just, car clapping? Sure. sure. Like, sure. I, I mean, if they do, at least one person, I'll be happy. If not, whatever. There's just going to be like this round of applause when people are listening to this at their place of work or whatever. They're just going to be randomly clapping with their headphones in and people are going to have no idea what's going on. anyways this this episode we're going to try and be as transparent as possible with you guys you know um and just talk about those things again that are hard to talk about whether you suffer sexually or maybe you have like something like an eating disorder or Mm. you know um greed or lying it just those things that you don't really talk about much because they're embarrassing or they they're shameful but could you throw could you throw gluttony in there like yeah you think that might be one for sure yeah absolutely a huge american problem yeah so it definitely applies to this and pun yes huge but (laughs) i didn't even catch it (laughs) I, i just thought i'd really lay that one down anyways so i have a our first question here is why is it so hard to reveal these sins to others, to the church, uh, sometimes even to yourself? Yeah. What, like make excuses for those sins? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, in my mind, the first one that always comes up is the the sexual sin um, uh, of many forms it can take of revealing it to different people and, and to yourself and in, uh, acknowledging it to yourself and calling it a problem. Um, and I think that... You know, we had that we had that conversation with our group of friends not too long ago, where we spoke about the shame, um, the shame of those sins, and that does encompass all of them. But for me, like maybe the sexual one is so much more pertinent to me because it's the one that I've struggled with the most uh, growing up in high school and, and later, mm-hmm. and that's the one that I struggle with the most. But it does. It's just the shame of people knowing and having that look on you. And if you do it in a context where it is a, a group of friends and your accountability partner, it's almost they almost never look at you like you're disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like no. they they come to you understanding. No way. Yeah. yeah. If you have good friends, right? Yes, in the right group, which 
anybody if you've picked accountability partners or people to go to when you're struggling with those problems, they will be understanding. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's a, almost a difference between a true Christ follower and a oh, yes. false one is, you know, we're so afraid. And I think most of us are afraid because we've had that experience mm-hmm. where we've opened up something that was deep and dark and, and you know, yeah. really tore at us and kind of, you know, tore us from God. And we told somebody and they looked on us judgmentally and, and they just gave us this, this not no resolution. Yeah. It, it was like, um, I mean, for me, I know that I've spoken to some people and I felt like, I was unworthy yeah. to even walk into a church. Oh, man, yeah, been there. Like, you, you don't belong at the altar. You don't belong in God's house. You don't belong in his heart. And he sure as heck doesn't want to touch you. Yeah. Yeah, that's... And that's, like, as far from the possible truth it could be. But it is the first thing that, like, creeps into your head when those things start to happen. Like, when you start to find yourself in one of your... I guess you could call them struggle sessions yeah. um, and you find yourself dealing with those and, and struggling with whatever it may be. Um, I would say that for this group, it may be hard for us to be able to speak, uh, you know, about maybe drug addiction or any of those things. Cause I don't, none no. of us have really that I know of ever even come close to like being tempted by that. No. And was, so that's a hard one. To ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> That might be the gluttony one. <laughs> oh, man. Ice cream, man. I love it. It's yeah. still, I'm like, I drive by Andy's every day going home, and I'm like, yeah. like it's so good. Dude, I mean, chocolate wasted. <laughs> you oh joke around gosh. about it, but, like, gluttony doesn't always mean eating too much. It means, like, you know, hurting yourself. Like, not even necessarily physically, but it's like, man, I can't afford that, but I'm going to eat it anyways mm-hmm. because I want it, and I can't control And I've been guilty. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. it helps that I get discounts at these places because I show up so much. And <laughs> the discount master. Yeah, dude. And like, I show up to these places, and I'm like, man, I could easily save money and probably cook something. But, man, that stuff's so good. Gosh, mm-hmm. like a quesarito is dang. And it's fast. Dude, yeah, it's so good. Like, it's, it's, it's awful. I mean, it's this, burritos aren't sin in in themselves. It's how you use the burrito for yeah. sure. But yeah, but that's, that's one that that's one I'd like to stop and talk about for just a little bit. Yeah, because I don't know that I really know about it in in full detail. But like the actual sin of gluttony, and it doesn't always have to be food. Yeah, yeah. But I true. think that that's a good one to like discuss. You yeah. know, like what because what that could be. You talk about like greed, and that can be money or power or whatever but this is more like greed and more of yourself is trying to build yourself up i'd say gluttony is the opposite it's like you want something so bad you're destroying yourself to get it Mm. like whether it's food or you know maybe driving somewhere for social interaction because you can't afford the gas or maybe it's like you know i want to be dumb and buy this video game because it's out that's not i mean it's bad you know like just you talk about consumerism in America, you know, making that joke earlier. We joke around like, yeah, America, we we Taco Bell and burritos. And I'm <laughs> like, you know, it's gosh, I catch myself in that a lot because you know, I I'd be like, yeah, I'm doing this because I love my friends and I want to do this, but it's really it's like you're selfish. You want this, you know, like yeah. you're justifying yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. It's bad, 
and I'm not hurting financially by any means, but right. it's like we have to be good stewards because yeah. we have we all have plans that we want to do and try to bring glory to God. But you, I mean, it sounds dumb, but you're like, man, does this burrito glorify God? You know I, what I mean? I have a real hard time not dipping into savings, dude. Yes, and that's that's bad. You it's know what I mean? so bad. It's like I really want this. Yeah. What's ten bucks today? Exactly, and that's not greed. Greed would be more like. I'm willing to hurt you to build my savings. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna con I'm gonna make this burrito and make ten times the profit on it as what I made it. Yeah. And I'm gonna, you know, not yeah, it's just being a turd, you know, and gluttony's not good either. But I'm gosh. gonna take this vehicle that I know the fuel in- injector is yeah. going out on and I'm gonna sell it to you for a higher price than I probably should. Yeah, that's yeah. that's just greed, but Gluttony is just as bad, you know, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that does it, but it's a... Like I said, Andy's ice cream, man. Dude, it's <laughs> we joke around, but... No, I'm, I'm dead serious. Oh, I think yeah. I've had Andy's ice cream three times this week. Dude, wow. yeah. <laughs> so it, I'm it's not just, kidding. We're, the day we're recording this, it's just Tuesday. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, well, maybe not three times this week. <laughs> maybe three times in the last week. Let's clarify. I was, this. Seven day period. I was about to say, man. <laughs> oh, for wow. some reason, I'm thinking it's Friday. <laughs> oh my god! Like, no, it's three times in the last. Powering week. through that Andes, man. I, I'm a sinner, but I'm not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole another classification for that. Man. I was like, I've never met anybody that. Is more gluttonous with food, so that's awesome. Well, Dylan, I mean, Dylan doesn't even like ice cream, so he can't even comprehend yeah. the Andy's obsession to begin with. Well, give me a snow monster. Well, it, it, it throws <laughs> people off down. because I'm a chunky dude that doesn't like ice cream, and they're like, "Oh, they probably think I'm a liar." <laughs> you know, we'll get to that later. I mean, <laughs> that I, could I don't throw anybody off. I'm like, I like everything that goes in my mouth. <laughs> if I can eat it, it is good. Yeah. It is good to my dinner. <laughs> steak. Steak for dinner, steak for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> cookie Monster. I heard somewhere that they made Cookie Monster like the Veggie Monster or something. Uh, I don't know. They're ruining everything. I don't know if that's true or not. I heard that rumor and I was... That's wrong. I sure hope not. Yeah. There's... Speaking of veggies, you see what they did with Veggie Tales on a... Yeah, Netflix? we watched it together. Well, it's not about God anymore. No way. It's just life lessons. Dang. That's a sin. That, <laughs> wow. That's not even hidden, though. We can talk about it here, though, if you want. Jeez. I'm hoping that maybe... With, I'm, like, the whole Bill Nye thing and now VeggieTales, it's like, what the heck, Netflix? Like, mm-hmm. dang. I'm really hoping that maybe they hid it in there somewhere that we just didn't get to and we quit too early when we watched it. It yeah, wouldn't surprise they, they me. They used to open up and it was like... With yeah, a Bible verse. With scripture. And it was... And I didn't know it as a kid. I mean, I told you guys, I got saved when I was 14 years old. Yeah. But my mom would put on VeggieTales when I was a kid. And I didn't know that I was getting these seeds of, like, Jesus planted in me right there. And I was learning. And and I would have this knowledge for the future. And now the kids are going to have, what, life lessons? Yeah. They need Jesus. Yeah. That's the life lesson. That's the best life lesson you can get for sure. I mean, not to say that life lessons are bad in and of themselves, no, but, but to remove to remove that, it like if it's there and then you take it away. I mean, to remove the standard morality comes from. Exactly. That is a very good point. Like, and that's we've spoke about mere Christianity before, but C.S. Lewis talks about that in Mere Christianity, how 
Um, C.S. Lewis blog. This is just like the biggest advertisement <laughs> for <laughs> Christianity. <laughs> but it is a great book. Um, but he does speak about, you know, like yeah. if, if we take God and religion out of the equation, every everybody has a standard for moral behavior. Oh, yeah. So where did that come from? Most definitely. Um, a higher power. Which, of course, that is off the topic of the hidden sin, but yeah, it's anyways. still a good lesson. Yeah, there's a rant for you. Dang, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, hidden sins. We talk about gluttony. We talk about greed. I mean, we'll talk about sexual sin in a little bit, but I think a lot of sin leads to the next sin, which is lying. For yeah. sure. I mean, it's, it, the funny thing about sin is it, it's a chain effect. You think I'll just do this one thing? Oh yeah, and then it leads to another thing. Yep, most definitely. And it's and that's why it's a hidden sin. Yeah, because the longer you keep it in secret, my mom used to tell me, "What Austin, whatever you keep covered, God will uncover. Yeah, whatever you uncover, God will cover." And uh, what, what she meant by that is like that second part's powerful. Yeah, yeah, the per- perpetuation of God. I mean, that's a good fancy word that you guys know. That's. Jesus taking the punishment <laughs> yeah. of your sins. So propitiation. Yeah, propitiation. There's your dictionary moment with oh, Dylan Johnson. Yeah. I've heard that a lot. Like I didn't really know it before, and then they started using it as I was going to church at James River. He started talking about propitiation and explained it, and then I just heard it again Sunday from my preacher, and now I'm hearing it today. I'm, it's it's meant to be, dude. It's it's a, a big word everybody needs to know, and that's what I the my the my pastor was talking about how. He went to a conference, and he, when he used that word, he went. He said that he had went to a conference where he was. They were talking about the like the Bible and the wording of the Bible being watered down, and we don't need to do that. Like those no. words have a meaning and they have a purpose, which Dylan has spoke about so sure. much. Man. Like, Matt joked around about the message having a Rice Krispies message, and the message, like the idea of it being like, yeah, it'll minister to people that don't like fanciness but i'm like man like you talked about we can't water down the word of god like we have to have what he said it's that's just that's evil you know like you can't and i'm not saying the message inherently is evil but it shouldn't be what you primarily try to learn about god no it's not a study bible no no maybe like it's got purposes like if i'm reading to small children Mm then cool maybe plant the seed because that's one thing i i feel like that's frustrating I mean, maybe not to everybody, but to me, is uh, you want to talk about stuff with people, like things about perpetuation or like, you know, just cool stuff about like God's sovereignty or, you know, just things like sanctification and whatnot. And people don't want to talk about it. And I'm like, it's important. It's a big deal. You need to know. And I think to go to take that and point it back toward like our topic today, I think a big point of like. Those hidden sins, um, a lot of times we get caught in them is because it's it's little it's hidden things that we deal with internally and they're under the covers, whatever you want to say it. And um, accountability partners one is a good way to handle that. But with all these, you know, the not watering down the word and filling ourselves with the word and preparing ourselves with a defense against Excuse me. A defense against the enemy and the dark arts. Yeah, the dark arts. <laughs> to to have that def- defense against the dark arts. That, <laughs> but but for real, like to have yeah. those things and to like have that knowledge base and like the knowledge that of all that stuff that comes along with that. You know, it's it's a good beginning defense against 
you know, all of that temptation and the like when you hide his word in your heart that you might not sin against God, you know, you'll be prepared with, with that knowledge base and those words oh, yes. and you'll be ready when that sin does come when you're faced with the aloneness oh, that yeah. where those hidden sins attack. The scripture says your heart is the wellspring of life. Mm-hmm. Everything that flows through it flows through you. Oh, yeah. The Pharisees talked about, like, you know, Jesus, they they didn't wash their hands before they ate the disciples. And he's like, Mm -hmm. it's not what you put in. It's what you spit out. Yeah. Like, but it's cool. Like, we talked about that. And, uh, gosh, it's just, it's cool. Like, I don't know. Scripture is awesome. It's cool. It is. Mm -hmm. And it's, 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 it's extraordinarily important and it almost, and I find myself doing it sometimes in the past, and I'm, you know, as Christians, we're all constantly learning, of course. But um, I find, it just feels like maybe it's, like we talked about, watered down and less important than, and it's almost more life lessons than scripture, like Veggie Tales. going yeah. back to that. Like, well, we can teach the life lessons, you know, in and of itself, and that'll make people good people. But, I mean, good people are going to be in hell. We keep talking about this, and I keep thinking, I don't remember who told me this, but he said, one day we're, some of us are going to go to heaven. We're going to see the streets of gold, and it's going to be shocking how empty they actually are. Oh, yes. It says, like, you know, the narrow road, like, few Mm-hmm. we'll find it you know what I'm saying like narrow is the way and few will find it because we think of heaven and we think this huge party and it's going to be like whoa I haven't seen you forever but it's going to be like wow there's lots of room here yeah and do you think do you think we'll actually notice that because there's no sorrow in heaven so well what I'll say what I it's my theory which is whatever has very little value so you know that but uh <laughs> You look at the Garden of Eden, right? When God walked with people and everything was good, holy, as God is holy. Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve were working in the garden. They were naming creation. They were tending to it. They were stewards. Mm-hmm. Working isn't a punishment of sin. Pain and death is. Yeah. So, like, who's to say that we're not worshiping God? And you can worship God through work. You can worship God through just song. You can worship God through... Just loving people. But I mean, we're going to, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm weird because I don't believe in the whole floating around singing kind of deal forever. I'm I, like, that's an interesting theory, though. I yeah. think it's I a, like that. I think it's definitely, for me, I mean, this is my opinion. Yeah. I think it's a constant learning. And as we've talked about oh, yeah. before, getting you can to never know learn God, it all. You yeah. can't learn everything about It's impossible for us to truly oh, understand yeah who God is, but we can continue to learn that. And I oh, feel yeah. like that's the greatest gift. It's fun. Yeah. Oh, yes. I, I like that. The greatest gift. Wow. You're so cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, back to that. Was a little, that was a fun little side clip for y'all. That's free of charge. We'll go back to the, uh, the under the covers. We're talking about, a, so we're talking about a watered down Christianity, which brings me to our next question, which is why is the church loosening from sin, like loosening up on sin. Yeah. Like, so we have so many churches. I know for a fact in the Methodist church, there's this huge battle and it's about split in the middle where half of them are okay. Homosexuality is okay. The other half is it is not okay. 
And so in the Methodist church here in a few years, you'll probably see a church split. For sure. And it'll be because of that specific issue. And, um, you know, my opinion on that is we get to choose. I say that they should have the free will to do that. To, you know, just like we have the free will to make our own mistakes. Yeah. We can't decide that for them. They have the ability to choose what they believe, not necessarily what is right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just to clarify. (laughs) I'm not saying that they have the right to say that that's okay. Because I don't, in my opinion, do not believe. Well, to say in your opinion is fine, but it's scripturally based. Uh, Yeah. In my opinion, based off of scripture. I mean, mean, yeah. Anytime I say in my opinion, like what I said earlier, like my view of heaven, there's no, I mean, like, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Like, there's, there's no validity, like... You guys could just say I'm dumb and wrong. I'd be like, you know what? You're probably right. So it's okay. Good. But in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus specifically states that marriage is between a man and a woman. Oh, yes. it's uh, Marriage isn't just for tax dollars and for people living together. It's a holy reflection and so when we, of like God. So with that, yeah. I'm going to bring up mere Christianity again. Oh. Um, I noticed I noticed that in one part in one chapter that I read not too long ago and I just thought this was kind of an interesting factoid is how CS Lewis mentioned that he thought that there should be even though marriage is of God it was yeah. created by him of him I agree with that. He says he said in one chapter and I'm sure that you remember and know exactly what I'm about to talk about that there should be a marriage recognized by the church which is the normal marriage yes. and then there should be a marriage recognized by the state, which is however anybody wants I've to I've actually it. said that before, like a civil union that would, because I believe you have the free will to do whatever you want. It's mm-hmm. not right for me to go around and let's pretend I see people wanting to get married that are homosexual. I don't have the right to run up and just punch mm-hmm. them in the face or burn crosses in their yard or do whatever. It's wrong. But right. Obviously. I mean, <laughs> marriage doesn't belong to them. In what marriage is a religious ceremony, like God's will declares what it is far before any government got a hold of it. Yeah. Thousands mm-hmm. of years. And I mean, like you can, you know, you go to things like Hobby Lobby, Chick-fil-A, like genuinely held beliefs, like government, like exempting stuff like that. But as far as marriage goes, like that's holy. Yeah. That's a religious ceremony. It's not just people living together. Now, like a civil union, if they want to live together and do their thing, I'm not going to say it's right, but it sounds weird and people aren't going to like me. But should they be able to make that choice? Yes. And that's I agree. what I was actually going to say. Yeah. Well, I, I agree. Then I've gotten like head turns for saying that, but I'm like, we as Christians, we don't have the right to decide their lives. No. no. And that's what um, C.S. Lewis talks about in that chapter is about, he specifically says about if he's a part of parliament, because he's, you know, British. Yeah. But uh, if he's a part of parliament. nobody's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> if he's a part of parliament or is voting, um, is it his job to tell people that they are not allowed to do that? And that's why he says, you know, there should be, they should be like different things, this civil union versus marriage, because it's, it's not, it's not the government or his job to say, you're not allowed to unionize, whether he agrees, whether it's right or wrong is a different issue than whether it's his job to tell somebody yes or no. And it sounds dumb because they're like, well, then why can't we just call it marriage and they get married too, if it doesn't matter. And I'm like, well, that's where we have to draw the line. 
mm-hmm. because the name means something. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, this is exactly to a T yeah. what I argue. And I was like, great. marriage, the name marriage, it's set by God. So yeah. if you, whatever you're doing, it's kind of like, you know, you can do whatever you want, but it's not marriage. That's what we're upset about. You know, like, I don't, like, gosh, I love you and I don't want you to do that. Mm-hmm. But if you do it, I'm like, hey, brother or sister, like, you're not married. That's something else. Yeah. Like, that's that's for sure. That's another thing. I mean, when we talk about secret sins, we need to talk about also how we yeah. react when someone uncovers that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. How we react when someone is a sinner around us. We don't shun them. Like, right, no. as a Christian, and I'm very adamant on that. That is a... Yeah. That... A core belief yeah. of me is uh, I'm thinking of all of these now that we're not talking about that. Yet. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I I believe every person has I mean the right to be loved. And when you watch Jesus again, I'll t- say this again that he shows them the love and then tells them the truth. We are to show people. God's love, no matter what their faults are. Oh, yeah. No matter what our stereotypes are of them. This whole racism in America thing, yeah. it, it would be solved if people took the mindset of Jesus and we just said, you're a person and I love you. Yeah. And I will show you that and then we can talk. And the worst part about it is, is like, and I'm not saying this about every church, but it feels like some churches are taking that stand where they're like picking a side. You know what I'm saying? One way or the other, like, I mean, like the church, I mean, that belongs, I mean, God's holy church. And I don't mean necessarily the church is a building or a church is a denomination. When I say church, I mean his people, his people and not the ones who just say are his people, but his actual people. Mm-hmm. You do have to make a stand. If you are his people, you're standing for him, you know, like you're. Not that God needs us to defend him. God doesn't need... A lot of people think that God needs us, but he doesn't. No. Like, but we... But he wants us. Yeah, well, yeah, he does, for sure. And, uh, I don't know, I stutter a lot, right? Say things, because I have to think about what I say, <laughs> because it's like a big it's, deal. It's an important yeah. thing. I mean, when you talk yeah. about Jesus or God... I yeah, mean, so, uh, gosh, man, but... Or the Spirit. Not just that, but one... I'd say, like, and I guess it's weird, and it's not right, but... One sin that just, it makes me sick, and I get, like, angry just thinking about it, it's, like, abortion. Mm-hmm. Because, like, and it sounds bad, yeah. but if you're homosexual and you, you know, want to do your thing, I'm like, you know what? Whatever. It's bad in the eyes of God and, and God's people, his true people, but I'm going to love you anyways. You're hurting yourself, your body. You talk about sexual sins and stuff, but... Abortion, it's like, that's murder. Mm-hmm. You're hurting that child. Gosh, like, yeah, dang, man, that hurts. Like, I see that, and, like, I see no justification. Like, there could be arguments for homosexuality. They, they're they not going to surpass God's logic, of course, or, like, an argument of solid, biblically knowledgeable people but, like, I could see them stating their case to, like, somebody who's not a Christian, like a pagan. But, like, abortion, I'm like, how? It's it's wicked. I look at it, and I'm just like, I want to... It's not, I'm just like, stop. Like, if I could beat them over the head with a stick made of common sense, I couldn't find a big enough tree to do it with. <laughs> like, 
gosh. And it sounds awful because my sin is no greater than theirs. And I have to be reminded of that sometimes. But, I mean, that's, that's we all have maybe a sin that we look at differently. Oh, yeah. And we say, man, and we, we kind of have this disdain. Yes. And I, and I think that overcoming that is also part of becoming more yeah. like Christ. Yeah, for sure. And I would agree with you. I mean, I used to, I used to look at homosexuality like I don't want to be around those people. I didn't talk to them. Yeah. I just act like they didn't even exist. And it was something that I really had to overcome, you know. Yeah. Uh, and abortion, like I've, I've never, at least as far as I know, because it's uh, a kind of a secret sin. Yeah. Is I've never known somebody that's had an abortion. Yeah. And, uh, like, but honestly, because they're scared to death to admit it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, is that shame? Shame. I mean, it's, dang. You should feel. Whether you do anything, whether it's abortion or homosexuality or whatever, you know, lying, stealing, murder, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's all the same in the eyes of God. But, like, man, I'm not saying that you're not going to receive your just punishment from the law. But, uh, dang, like, I mean, like we said, those said people before. shouldn't have to be scared, you know, at yeah. least scared of. Gosh, dang! Because you do need to fear the Lord, so mm-hmm. but you that, have to word it right. That that fear of the Lord, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean be afraid of Him. That fear is to worship Him. Yeah, and so it's it's a uh, the way I look at it is same way you fear your mother or your father. Dude, my mom's scary. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily to worship. Them. Well, yeah. my, my, no. my mom. Sorry, mom. I love you. Please don't hurt me. Uh, she, <laughs> she does listen to this too. I know she does. <laughs> but uh, it's it's like you respect them, you love them, and For sure. so I think that's the kind of fear. But when there's a statistic that shows that women that have abortion are more prone to depression. Yeah, and I mean like. I was almost one of those statistics. Is that bad? A woman? No, not the woman. <laughs> no. no. I tried to be kind of serious and you made it a joke. No. no, I just, I don't know. I I didn't know it until recently, but um, they t- like, obviously my parents had me when they were very young, still in high school. And uh, there was not very long from what I was told, but there was the discussion at one point um, influence from the parent some of the parents you know i don't want to say that any of my grandparents didn't want me here but there was some of i think one in particular that mentioned an abortion and so you know it's kind of like to me i think that i turned out pretty good for sure so (laughs) you you stand you never know what could happen yeah with that child yeah I mean, you stand in a room of kids that were adopted, right? Yeah. Ask, ask, or just people, yeah. human beings of all ages. You say, "Would you have rather been aborted?" Yeah. How many hands are going to be raised? Yeah, right. All of them. All of them that aren't crazy. <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's like, gosh, I love you. Like, don't do that to kids or unborn children. Like, it sounds dumb, but like. Kids are turds, but we love them no matter yeah. what. Or and if people, you, and like, yeah. I guess in my mind, if you think that you can't raise that child, 
then yeah, like Dude. give it up for abortion or whatever, I, or not abortion. Give it no! up for give it up for adoption. No, give it up for you're adoption. Give that child up for abortion at that point after it's been born. <laughs> to give it really to give it up for. I don't. I don't know. It's it's a it's a messy field to like navigate because like they all have argue like anybody who like agrees with it will have an argument for why it should have should be okay. You and know, wrong, but. and I I agree they are wrong, of course, but. They have their arguments, and it's hard. But like, you gotta like give that kid a chance. For sure, I feel like like you have to give that life a chance to glorify God. Yeah, because he he designed you know that life. Like you took like you look at like Jesus with the children. He's like, let them come to me, and he's like, better for you to have a millstone tied around your neck than to be a stumbling block to these little ones. And it's like, holy cow! Like these these dang man like. I mean, I could see, like, I'm a turd, and I say a lot of things that people get mad about or they get frustrated. And if they wanted to, like, beat my face in, I'm like, you know what? I can understand to an extent. But, like, a child, I'm like, dang, dude. Like, yeah. I know, like, whether you have to be very careful with adoption. Like, it's no easy thing. Like, one of the arguments you talk about, like, maybe their life's miserable. You know how hard it is to adopt a child. And I'm like, you know what? You're not wrong. It is hard to adopt a child. Like, a single parent, especially a man, it's virtually impossible. Like I talked about, and I was about to say, like, I'd take your kid, you know, before you aborted it. I'd love that child, but I'm like, realistically, can you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. You can't justify abortion with the very minute cases of, like, I don't know, what if it has, you know, some rare, rare, crazy disease, or what if it has you know, it's a rape victim because 99% of abortions are not that. It's bad. And I'm not saying they should be aborted either. The other ones that are products of rape or maybe have some kind of disease because they're all loved. You know what I mean? They still have a chance to show the glory of God. Yes. And it's like, man, we're just secondary characters in the big scheme. I mean, one of my good friends, father, is a product of gang rape. And like, I know he's a missionary. He, yeah, he goes out and he yeah. preaches the word of God, and he he does it in his daily life. And it's like if if his mother had, had an abortion, yeah. which most people would justify it there. Yeah, they'd say, "Well, that's a scarring moment. You don't want to relive that every time you see the child." Hypothetically, they say is is what they say. But she didn't. Yeah, yeah she raised him, and he he went through some stuff. But he he's following the Lord. Yeah, man. I'm. It's like. Wow. For what sure. if? Yeah, dude. We took everybody yeah, like, like that. Yeah, you know? Awesome. And it's like every sin, like we talk about hidden sins, you know. Like we talk about doing all these good things and hiding our sins. Like let us not boast in ourselves, but boast in our weakness so that God can be glorified, you know, because yeah. it's like even pieces of crap like us, <laughs> God can use. And it's super cool. That's like, that's why I love the Bible. Yeah, dude. Because aside from from Jesus, who is the perfect yeah. Son of God, what is the Bible stories of? A oh, yeah. bunch of screw ups for sure. Yeah, like major. <laughs> I mean, not like little oops, you know. Like, dang. It's like Moses, you're doing everything right. I'll strike this rock. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'll I'll do it right now. <laughs> he does. It's like, well, you're not seeing the promised land. <laughs> uh, it's like, I mean, you. I saw a shirt and it's got a list of like all of oh, God's yeah. prophets. It's like, what's their problem? Well, Moses murdered. Noah was a drunk. It's got like all these oh, things. Oh, yeah. I, then a lot of people don't like to talk about the end of Noah's story, like him 
laying down naked and drunk and being exposed to his children and cursing uh, Canaan, I believe, was one of his sons and blessing the other one. And it's like, yeah. What was what was the kid that that saw? Which one of his sons saw him naked? And well, like, actually, Canaan wasn't one of the sons that saw him naked. Canaan was. It's really weird if you look at this. Canaan was the son of the son that saw him naked. It was really his grandchild. Hmm. So it'd be like, I don't know. Things happen for a reason, but like if I'm laying there naked and instead of helping me get clothed and like taking care of me, Brock walks up and makes a big scene of it and he's like, ho ho, you're naked, look at him. And I'm like, you know what, Brock? Curse your child. And it's like, wow, you know, pretty harsh, but. I just, I ask because like it probably isn't like super accurate, but dad, dad always makes the joke. Like if I'm trying to walk in somewhere and he's naked, he's like, you don't want to be like, no, it's kids. Better not come in here. I don't know. Funny jokes. But anyway, so back on topic to some more of the hidden sins, which abortion was a very good one. Cause that is definitely key. Most like that's, yeah, you keep it hidden when you do it. That's a really touchy subject for Dude, a lot of yeah. people. And I would definitely... People, I mean, they're like, that's not sin. And I'm like, it is. It's evil and wicked and terrible. But and I would so say, is everything else. I would, I would really say, if you asked anybody who had been through one, like, there is some form of shame or something that they hide after they've done it. I can't. I can't imagine that any normal functioning human would just be able to live a day-to-day life after doing that. Well, I maybe not maybe not that, but just like at least they don't run around yelling it to the hills. Right, yeah, they're not going like, to boast about it for yeah. sure. And that's uh it's all of these sins, like you said, yeah. we don't boast in our strengths oh, or yeah. to boast in our weakness because it'd be a pretty short yes. list if we boasted in our strengths, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? But, it, we but, get jobed. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, boy, these sins bring shame upon us. Which makes us not want to tell anybody. Which, you know, it's like we want to live these perfect lives. We want to be these stained glass people. Yeah. We want to be this perfect mirror of God. Stained glass masquerade. Yeah. Casting crowns Good everywhere song. over here. Good song. God's got to change your heart before he changes your shirt. That's what this world needs. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but, uh, like, I don't know what my rant was going on. But it has sorry. to be so much to it. <laughs> we, I love you. It's like... Uh, you were talking about we need to boast in our weakness. And yeah. Our strengths. Okay. Yeah. So this the sin brings this shame into our lives. It makes yeah. us want to hide it. Becomes a hidden sin. Then we keep doing it because we're not boasting in our weakness. For sure. And you know what's funny about boasting in our weakness? Not only does it show other people that God can use the broken. Oh yes. But it gets yeah. us the help we need to overcome our brokenness. Yeah. For sure. I am in. I am in no way trying to say <clears throat> that I am a perfect person or like I am the lead example on this and everyone should look at me yeah, but that's Brock, you're not you're not perfect at all <laughs> let well, me humble right. you right now yeah. <laughs> but when I when I do when I preach to kids especially I do try to you know be sure to mention that you know I if I'm preaching on it there's a good chance I've struggled with it. Oh, yeah. And that I'm not, like, coming at you as a, I'm better than you. And I feel like that's a very important message for kids so they know that, like, this guy's not going to, like, think that whatever I'm dealing with is a below him and yeah. it's of children. Well, the heart sure. of a child like, is very malleable. It's dude, very, yeah. I mean. It's so fragile. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah. And, like, the word you speak to a child, another casting crown song. Man, now I'm just laying it on. <laughs> 
but it's slow fade. Yeah, that's a good song. You know, I, it gets me when the kid is singing. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. It's like this whole song about nothing crumbles in a day. Oh yeah, it takes a lifetime of this. And and these people that you see, their hearts are so hardened. It's been a lifetime. And you know, as I got older, speaking of that, as I got older, um, I always like my grandparents. You know, are very very like traditional and that's awesome yeah um and it's it's they like if like if i want to watch a movie with my grandpa i have to make sure it doesn't even have the slightest form of a bad word or nakedness or any of that and you know i used to be like that's kind of silly you know that's in everyday life but if you think about it there's little kids running around that house and for them to be exposed to that at a young age when they are malleable their hearts are and it easily you know if they see that then in our Mm-hmm. You know, exposed to that early, like, I think it can cause problems as they get older. And I think that's part of the things that we see with, like, I feel like maybe that's part of the issue with we see these kids growing up with, you know, maybe I don't want to say that it's the cause of, you know, higher depression and higher anxiety and higher all of these other things. But I think I do believe that that higher exposure and our culture just watering down, you know, the Christian values is definitely a cause to um, the quickening of children's being forced into society. And I think that that probably does have some effect on it. And it may lead to these, you know, these secret sins like depression and, you know, anxiety. And I don't, I don't know if depression and anxiety are necessarily sins, but... The secret sins. Well, lead yeah, to, okay. I, I did misspeak there. Not that those. No, those are not sins. I did not okay. mean that. I did okay. not mean that. But the actions that those can yeah, lead yeah. to, they can lead to some of those mental uh, health problems. And you know? well, like the the ways that people cope with those can lead to the drugs, the you know, pornography, yeah. the masturbation, the those those sins like that. And I could be way off base, but me personally, I feel like oh, I hear you because I mean. Okay, so for me, this is a personal story. Um, I was introduced to pornography when I was 10 years old. Mm. I was in elementary school, and there was a kid who was looking it up on the internet. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, you want to see something? Dang. And he showed it to me. And from then on, I had struggled. Wow. And uh, it, it was a curiosity. Be yeah. careful, little eyes, what you see. You know? and uh, sure. And I have to wonder who showed that to him. Yeah, it breaks your heart, man. Yeah, okay. it's uh, well, and it's it's cool. Like, I don't know. We talk about how bad our community is and negative and everything, but I I will say one thing that's good that it made me crack up laughing about is a uh, not a whole lot of people know this, and it's a uh, in 2016, uh, Springfield, Missouri, like around here, uh, a specific school. I'm trying to find out which one it is. Anyways, all. I can even, whatever. There's an OzarksFirst.com article on it, and it's called The Satanic Temple Hopeful to Host After School Satan Club. What had happened is there was a Baptist church trying to, well, actually they were doing a successful after school program and letting kids in, and, you know, they would teach them about Jesus in the school, and they would provide them food, and they would just do good for these kids. And, you know, not a huge deal was brought out about it, but an organization from St. Louis and this happens in a lot of places. They will go out of their way. They instigated in Springfield, and they were like, hey, 
if you don't let us put a satanic group for after-school programs, you can't keep your Christian program. And they thought that the high school would be like, we'll never allow the satanic program, and they'd have to get rid of their Christian program, right? The high school just goes, sure, yeah, do it. And what they did is the satanic organization didn't expect that to happen, and they were like, crap, now we'd have to actually try and care for these kids. So uh, they opened up this program, and nobody signed up for it. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, you know, because it's weird. Like, if you look at the advertisements for this, it's like, why? You know, nobody wants to do that, but... That's crazy. Whenever you make... Like, people will instigate and try and make these awful arguments, and it's like, cool. Yeah. Try and do good stuff, dude. What, like, what, what is the... Jesus says something about to the, to the Jewish people, and he says... About pouring hot coals on people's head? It's like, no. (laughs) Well, that's like when you're nice to people, like to people who are just constantly bagging on you. Mm -hmm. And this is very, very paraphrased. It's like like pouring hot coals on their head. But yeah, go and say what you were going to say. They're carrying something for the Roman soldiers, and he says carry it twice as far. And I don't remember what it is, so you'll have to to check me on it later. But um, basically the law was that you can only have a, a Jewish or Israelite carry it for so far. Yeah. So they would tell them to carry it the maximum distance. And Je- Jesus said, carry it twice as far. Show them that kindness. Hmm. Because yeah. they're like, once you start walking farther, they're like, whoa, whoa, stop. Stop. Sure. Like That or like, if they sue you and take your coat, give them all of that you have. You know, give them your walking stick yeah. and everything. But, yeah. So I think it's like, it's yeah. cool that... Not that, that I would want to do that. I mean, it sounds bad, but like... I don't know. I, I think that's like representative today. Like if somebody has a quarrel with you, it's like, cool, dude. Like, I'll help you. I'll love you. Anyways, like, yeah, yeah whatever. But it's like, I don't like you, but, uh, <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool, but buddy. There's, um, I think it's cool that you bring up the Satanist thing. Cause that, yeah. that to me is kind of like that. It's like, yeah, open up your group here. Go and ahead. Then they were like, crap, we have to actually be loving and care for children. This is terrible. Yeah. And they tried and they failed because their advertisement was awful. <laughs> it was like really creepy with black and white and terrible music. And they were like, we'll love your children. And it was like weird angles. <laughs> and like, I was like, you're going to hurt the kids. Obviously, you're terrible. No. Like, nobody wants a horror movie advertisement for daycare. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> that just that sounds like. Oh, a yeah, mess. For sure. I think that is a great place to kind of leave it hanging. <laughs> <laughs> leave no, people with that? No. I, I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, though, um, these secret sins, man, if if you have one, which a lot of us do, so don't feel ashamed of it. Like, find somebody you trust, whether that be your parents, your pastor, your friends, a sibling, like somebody that's close to you that you trust that is a good person. I would recommend spending time in prayer over it. Like, God, point me in the direction of who I should entrust this with. Yeah, for sure. Send me the right person who will be able to handle this in the way it should be handled. Because it's not like, it's, it's, I trust you guys more than anybody else. Obviously, um, <laughs> uh, blushing. In case. And I can, <laughs> I can say like with some of you and some of our friend group, I've tried to do the accountability partner, and it still kind of like peters out. Still, oh yeah, for and sure. mm-hmm. and you guys are the ones that I would, and that's that's more you know just our communication fault than it is like well that's not the right one then, 
But what I'm saying is, is it's it's not a delicate subject. You need to have somebody who you can trust to check in on you, who you can trust to be honest with you, who you can trust to do it in a loving manner and handle it the correct way. Who you can talk to in those hard times when maybe before you make that decision. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm talking like abortion or stuff, stuff along that nature, you know? Yeah. It's because that's a, that's a big decision. And it's not like some secret sins are constant everyday battles, but that's a, yeah, and some yes. are, but some, you know, it's whatever. But I think of uh, one really cool thing. After you guys finish talking about your accountability stuff, I would like to, We one of us needs to mention the, the prayer that Matt talked about, early wise friend, mm. of asking, you know, what the, he what was thought of him. That was really cool. Yes, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'll allow somebody to do that. Yeah, Matt uh, Matt Freeman, we were speaking with him before this podcast, and he, uh, he wanted us to impart some wisdom that... Um, he spoke with to somebody about, you know, when you feel uh, the guilt and the shame and just the downtroddenness of what follows normally, um, you know, one of these secret sins, because you do it in secret. So it is an internal battle for sure. And those are the ones that Satan hits the hardest with. Like, how can you be trusted to be a good Christian? How can you be trusted to spread his word? How can you be trusted to continue to be? How can he even love you? You know, those are the feelings you start to get. Um, Matt Matt was told by a friend of his that, you know, when you get in those moments to just, you know, as you're praying to God, reach out to him and just say, God, what what do you, like, what am I to you? Who am I to you? What do you think of me? And and he really encouraged that prayer. And I, I will... I will definitely be trying that. Oh yeah, um, and just seeing, like, even not, even if I'm not struggling with those sins, just For to sure. see honestly what God thinks of me. Yeah, or just open up, because a lot of people, I feel like, I don't know, there aren't believers that may want to try that. Yeah, I mean, I think that they, not everybody, I would say, most people aren't going to hear a voice from the heavens telling them what God is going to think. If you get a lot of that from reading scripture. Yeah. So if you open up a Bible, you know, and I'm not saying it's whatever you open it at, whatever your finger lands on, because that doesn't always happen. It has happened quite a bit, but I'm saying like, man, I don't know. I'll let you finish what you're saying. But I just wanted to say that like, you know, if you pray and there's not some voice from the heavens that cries out to you, don't be frustrated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's... God's timing, he will he will answer you yeah. in in his way. I mean, we know that. For sure. Um, but yeah, it speaks in many ways. It's not just a voice. Uh, I've had it, I've had it in song. Um, I'm getting ready to take over the youth pastor position. I don't know if you want to call it youth pastor. There's like discrepancy in what pastor actually means. I've heard people say you've got to be ordained to be a pastor, and then I've heard people say pastor is anybody who is looking after the flock. Um, so it kind of depends, you know, on how you word it. I don't, I don't know the best way to do it. But, but anyway, does, does the law ordain you, or does God ordain you? But that's another question. Wow, yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's like, why does the government have to certify? But I don't. It's anyway. I'm not saying ordainment's bad, but it's actually <laughs> right. pretty easy to be ordained. Like right. You can do it in like ten minutes. Right. Like, but all that to say, <laughs> all that to say, you know, um, I was I was driving home, and you know, I didn't really know. Like, I can remember. I, I've taught this Sunday and I can remember thinking, you know, God, am I even prepared for this? Like, maybe I'm not ready to be teaching yet. I don't know. And I had already taught. And I was like, maybe, like, I just had, and 
And I wasn't even like trying to search out for him in the moment it happened, but I was driving home and uh, come to the table came on by Sidewalk Profits. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, I, you guys know I'm emotional. <laughs> you, I, I just picture him like boohooing. It was you know? it was an embarrassing cry, like <laughs> an embarrassing weeping, and I just poured my heart out to God and prayed over like everybody at the church, everybody in the town, and like I just knew exactly what to pray over and exactly how to pray, and it was like God speaking to me in a moment that I. I strive for those moments when I have one. I can't wait to get another one because I know that God is there in that moment. He spoke to me alone in a car through a song. And I it, the worship session that I had to go along with the prayer session I had was just phenomenal. And so yeah. if you're reaching out to God to tell you what you mean to him and who you are to him, be prepared if you're an emotional guy like me, especially, to just get hit by a moment like that. Because I wasn't searching in that moment, and it just came. Yeah. And for, if you have trouble hearing God's voice, I, I challenge you. This is something I do. After you pray, take some time to just be silent and listen. Yes. Be still and know that I am God. Yeah, because, like, so many times, especially, and I relate a lot of things to being American. Because that's what I know. Like, <laughs> I've been an American. I'm, pu I'm an American. Cheeseburgers right? and baseball. Big, big boned. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we play football, not football. I that's play right. football. But, uh, man, we, as a culture, we, we like so much to talk. And it's it's funny because we'll talk and we'll have something start right as somebody ends their sentence. Wow. Or right before they end their sentence. And it's like, man, how many times do you talk to God and let him speak back? Yeah. How many times you talk to God and say, "All right, God, lay it on me." For something sure. that something that I I don't always do it, so I'm not gonna act like I always do it. But sometimes I do it, and I noticed uh, Matt's dad Mike do it when he used to pray um, over the church. And I don't know if that's what he was trying to do. It may have not been, but I noticed that whenever he went, and he may have not done it every time either. But it stuck out to me that he would like say, "Okay, bow your heads in prayer," and he would pause. Like he yeah. was accepting that reverence and entering into a place where he was going before the God of creation yeah. and giving him that chance to just, you know, maybe speak to him and yeah. reach out to him. And then he would start his prayer. That's a big deal. And I, and I do that. I, I do that. I do that sometimes and not all the time. And maybe I should make it a habit and give him a chance to just for yeah. myself to enter into that reverence. I've, I'll be honest, I've never thought of giving the moment of silence before the prayer. Like, just yeah. to give God that moment for to let me know what to say to Him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, I remember that happening one time when He preached and it stuck out to me. And I was like, I, I want to do that. My mind just got blown. <laughs> to be completely honest. I was just like, I can be quiet before. <laughs> like, like, but anyways, uh, guys, I hope you guys got something good out of this. It's this is a life. long one. Yeah, this has been enlightening oh, for me. So. I've, I've worked up an appetite for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about Taco Bell. Started with Taco Bell, and it will end. I've been thinking Bell. about food for a little <laughs> bit, yeah. but <laughs> I'm still hungry too. Like, Holy cow! You yeah, guys, you, this is going to take some cutting for sure. <laughs> no, we ain't cutting this. No, they get oh it all. This is a special. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, buddy. We're going to let them have it all. Those brave souls. Anyways, you guys know the drill. Share with your friends, share with your granny. We out.
That was that was a long one. Yeah. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> really They're gonna enjoy this. <laughs>